Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Today, we have a bonus podcast for you. Bill Tobin is joining me. In addition to being the founder and owner of Tiki's Grill and Bar, he's also the founder of Restaurant Leadership 365. You can find his uh, website, restaurantleadership365.com. Bill, first of all, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Joe. I thought it might be fun for us to have a quick kind of round robin almost, although there's only two of us, um, on tips for people opening restaurants or even people running restaurants. We all know that restaurants have just been through, you know, a devastation in the past 12, 14 months. Um, But it's an incredible industry. There are always people who want to open (laughs) up. Um, What are some of the things that you try and tell people when they say to you, oh, I want to open a restaurant. Let's go through like one at a time. What's one of your number one things? Uh, probably my number one thing when you, right away when you asked me, the first thing I thought of is it's not about you, it's about the guests. So many people say, I got a, a great meatloaf recipe. I I really want to have a fun happening place, but it's really what the guest wants. The guest is the most important thing, and they're going to be your new boss, really. That's such good advice, because I think sometimes that's the last thing (laughs) people actually think about. One of the things I always tell people when they first come is know who you are. I think that too many times we see people who open the restaurant with, you know, kind of idea of their menu and then maybe after a few weeks something's not right so they'll change it and then we've all seen restaurants that have some Chinese dishes and Thai dishes and some Korean barbecue and it doesn't work I feel know who you are is something that's integral to a successful restaurant obviously you have achieved that in Tiki's I think a really good example of it is Murphy's Bar and Grill it's an Irish bar with really good food that you would get in an Irish <laughs> restaurant. To me, that's important. If you know who you are, you're going to have a bigger step forward, I think, in opening. Yeah, I, I think that you're right, except that, that we hear so many times, pivot, 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 mm-hmm. listen to your guests. And I think that there is there is a, a part of knowing who you are is persevering and staying on course of what you think is right but also you have to know also that there's a time to pivot and the time to give up and i don't want to be i would never we've all heard the story of the person who's digging for gold and quits three feet short Mm -hmm. and is just about there and if they just lasted a little bit longer but we also have heard the people who stayed too long and let everything fall down the ground when they could have pivoted and survived in a different way so that's really good because that comes back to your initial thing that you tell people is it's not about you. Yeah. It, it's about the guests. Um, I also uh, say to people, and this is a hard one, when I first realized that people in restaurants don't actually read their leases, that was kind of a shock <laughs> to me. Um, the, the thing I say to them is, you know, either, either read it or make sure you have a professional person helping you because you are signing away in some cases 10 years with incremental compounded increases in rents and CAMs. Some people don't even know what CAM is. I'm astounded by the number of restaurant 
owners who will sign a lease not even knowing what they've signed. I, I, I actually had this conversation last week. Somebody said, well, my landlord's not keeping up with the building. And I said, well, what's your lease say? And they said, well, I don't know. And I said, well, maybe the landlord's not supposed to keep up with your building. So you're exactly right. And on that same sense, I'm surprised how many restaurateurs don't understand their numbers where they say, oh, I had this much money coming into the bank. How come I don't have this much money? They, they'll look at their bank account and say, oh, th- there's a lot of money. And I had this, I had, I had this problem early on with some of my partners. I said, they said, well, we had this much money coming in. I said, well, this, these are the bills that we have to pay. Look at these bills. And you, it, it's, it's, Sometimes people forget about not only their bills, but those hidden costs and um, and forget that they have to pay a lot of things and pay everybody else before they pay themselves. Which brings us to the great point that many restaurateurs are creative. Many chefs are artists and truly artists. And for not the first time, you know, both of us, I think, have seen examples where you'll open a drawer in the back of a restaurant and it's just full of bills that are not paid. Um, do you counsel people on that, that you you can have a creative team, but there has to be somebody who's taking care of the books? Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be somebody who, it, it doesn't have to be you or it doesn't have to be your wife. You can outsource it to somebody who does it much better than you or me or somebody on your staff. And it probably isn't expensive. And you think of what it costs you not to do it correctly is much more than paying somebody a few dollars a month to take care of it for you. Another thing that I believe that is completely the opposite of what most people in real estate are told, location, location, location. I believe if you're good enough and if your social media is excellent, And if you know who you are, it doesn't matter where your location is for the most part. You're on the second floor um, of of a hotel for many years. People would say you will never be successful on the second floor. Um, I'm very privileged to work with restaurants like The Pig and the Lady. And we put them into their original space on North King Street where everyone looked at me as if I should (laughs) go into hospital and have some therapy. I believe. Nowadays, if you're good enough, people will come to you. They will Uber there. They will walk there. They, it's not all about parking. What do you think? I, I totally agree with you, though I do think that if you have a great location, it will cover some of your mistakes. If, you're, if, you, if you mess up your mistakes, can, you can get, get past your mistakes if you have a great location. But just to what you're saying— um, Ed Wary, bless his soul, has passed on. But one of the first things he told me was a story where he went into his location. And as soon as he signed the lease, the landlord said to him, there's no way you're going to be successful. Actually, the <laughs> landlord said that after he signed the lease. And he said, and he said, why do you think that? He says, you just signed a lease for a restaurant on South Britannia with no parking. There's no parking at this place. I, I'll give you six months. And he, he, I, I went to his 20 year mm-hmm. celebration and it was a fun story to hear that he kind of showed his landlord that he wasn't going to be, he was successful. But you see, that's a great story, Bill, because it shows you two things, right? That, that the location, Edward was a very typical example of somebody who knew who he was, knew what he wanted to do and knew how he did it. Antipastos, of course, is yeah, the restaurant yeah. you're talking about. 
We've all spent many a happy night in that <laughs> restaurant when he was still with us. But truthfully, too, landlords want tenants. And again, going back to an earlier point, get somebody who knows these things and makes it work for both of you. You want to find a landlord who appreciates you as a restaurant tenant and wants to kind of be there for the journey. That's not every one of them. No, unfortunately. And and actually, we've seen whether it be a, a strip mall type of location or a shopping center or uh, or a restaurant location that we're all familiar with where it continually turns over. Conti- that there's no restaurant that is successful there. And is it the restaurateur's fault or is it the landlord's fault for charging way too much rent or is it seriously a bad location? I mean, to, to your example of it being on the second or third floor, um, I think of... A, a, it's closed now, but Alan Wong's was successful for years, and that was not a location where exactly. you would say, let's open a restaurant, <laughs> but he was successful for years. And um, if you have a good product and you know what you're doing, you can be successful in in off locations. Uh, this is a business short, so we need to keep it short, <laughs> although we could probably do a second one later on. Bill Tobin is the uh, founder and owner of Tiki's Grill and Bar in Waikiki and of Restaurant Leadership 365. You can find more out about it at restaurantleadership365.com. And it's lovely always to chat with you. Thank you for this. Thank you, Joe. My pleasure. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. Join us next time in conversation with Hawaii's business leaders.